Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg. This week, we're talking about the four core relationship skills that everyone needs to understand. Why? Because they are the antidotes to the four toxins, the most egregious things we can do to one another, and very common, by the way, criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. We're gonna get into each of these things and the skills you need right now to practice starting this week. And I hope you do, by the way, after you listen to the show. There's over 100 people here with us on TikTok Live at A Better Love Project right now. Susan from Oklahoma, Gloria from Maryland, Candace in New York, Patty from Ventura County. I wanna give a quick shout out to the folks at Gym Rat here in the Venice Beach, Santa Monica area for hosting an event last Saturday. It allowed me to connect with new folks and talk about these very important core relationship skills that we're gonna discuss on the episode today. It was a beautiful Saturday morning in Santa Monica and Palisades Park. An amazing workout before, core relationship skills, great idea. Thanks, Ryan and Alex at Gym Rat. Uh, Vivian in Indiana, what's going on? We got Michelle in Staten Island, New York. Pamela in Florida. S Love in the Bay Area. Tiff in San Antonio, Texas. We're gonna start with why we're talking about these skills at all. And it's that each and every one of us sometimes mess up, right? We misbehave, okay? We know better, and yet we do it anyway. We do these four things, criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And when we do them, we intensify conflict in our relationships and lead our relationships closer to a breaking point. If we are already out of fondness for one another, then these toxins will likely end a relationship. Now, these toxins, these four horsemen of the apocalypse from Drs. John and Julie Gottman's theory around marriage and relationships suggest, and 50 years of research clearly uh, indicates, that these behaviors, essentially their behaviors, are gonna ruin your relationship. So criticism, what does it mean? Criticism is communicating anything to your partner. There's something wrong with them. You never pick up after yourself. I can never rely on you, da, da, da. It's the way in which we bring up complaints, typically, that end up as criticisms and trigger defensiveness. Criticism and defensiveness go together. Defensiveness is a sense of attack and wanting to defend against that thing, starting not to take responsibility, starting to shut ourselves off to influence, okay? Defensiveness is the second toxin. Contempt is communicating anything to your partner that there's something wrong with them and you don't have that thing wrong with you or you're better than them in that thing. Let me give you an example. If I came home and my girlfriend's clothes were all over the place, in the bathroom and in the bedroom, and I come in and I say, you're such a mess. Like, what is going on? Why are the clothes everywhere? Like, haven't we talked about this before to put your clay? What is going on? Okay, that would be an example of contempt, suggesting that I'm organized and clean and whatever else, and she's not, right? Contempt, the third toxin. The fourth is stonewalling. Stonewalling is this. Eyes roll, cross arms, really stonewalling, I meaning you're not present, you're basically zoning out, or you literally stone, I mean, you, you know, you leave without doing that properly. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Uh, stonewalling, we think, happens because folks get emotionally, physiologically overwhelmed. We call that flooding. We're gonna talk about the skill to be able to address that issue and the other three right now. So skill number one, the core relationship skill that you need to know is a simple formula called gentle startup. I feel about I need. I feel about I need. Remember those words. I feel sad because I walked out today without getting a hug. Can I get a hug now? 
Yes? Okay. Oh, yeah, I love that. Perfect. I feel an emotion word turns on our partner's mirror neurons so that they can start to feel something with us. I feel sad about walking out without a hug this morning. So you're talking about a specific things, not patterns, specific things, hopefully close in time to the time you're bringing this up. And then a positive need. This is our way of clearly communicating to our partner what it is that we want from them. And then they can just give it to us. Amazing. Give them a roadmap. I feel about I need. Gentle startup. Core relationship skill number one. The antidote to criticism. Start doing that this week. If you're in a relationship right now, start doing that in, in, in that relationship right now. If you're, you have great friends and you're feeling some way about something and want to bring it up to them, use gentle startup. An amazing skill. Start this week. Try for the next four weeks and let me know how it goes for you. <laughs> Core relationship skill number two is the antidote to defensiveness. This is a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for those folks who I know that, you know, I already had multiple people talking about narcissists and the other things. If any, you know anybody in your life who is more centered on themselves, right? They're maybe going to have problems around defensiveness. They're a little less outwardly focused. Maybe they struggle a little bit with the emotional connection and validation. They're going to have trouble with this, maybe. Still, this is the skill. Identify some aspect of the thing in which our partner is raising with us and which we can take account for, that we can take responsibility for. Okay, we don't have to agree with the premise of what our partner is bringing up to us to take responsibility for some aspect of what's going on. Example, I'm out at a ball game with my wife. We watch our daughter play softball. We get back to the car. The car battery is dead. Can't turn the car on. Why? Because I left the lights on. My wife, frustrated, says, I can't believe you left the lights on. Now the thing's dead and we're going to be late for our date tonight and da 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 whatever else, okay? I can say, well, what about what you did last weekend and that time that blah, 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 and that, you know, so I could, I could already immediately start to deflect and start talking about her, but what I'm going to do instead, and here's the core skill, number two, I'm going to take responsibility for some aspect of the, of what's going on. No, I did. I left the lights on. So that's why the battery's dead. So that's what's going on. No, I did do that. Okay. If I take responsibility for that, then I'm open, right? To hearing what my partner is saying to me, then I could still validate what's going on for them. Core relationship number three is this. Never describe your partner. Don't do it cognitively and don't do it verbally, okay? If you don't do it cognitively, you're not going to do it verbally. So, right? But we take one step back and say, well, even if I have that thought pass through my mind, I'm not going to say it. What do I mean? When we say something about our partner, we're suggesting that we're better than them or we don't have that problem, that there's, there's something wrong with them in some way. Okay, again, I gave that example of you know someone who's leaving clothes around the house and being described as messy and whatever else. Now, if I don't describe my partner at all, I don't describe her as lazy, I hear this often, crazy, you know, if I'm suggesting, oh, you're crazy, any of that contemptuous kind of stuff. So as long as you're not describing, very hard to be contemptuous. As long as you're focusing on what it is that you want, you're gonna be in good shape. Always have that in mind, asking for what you want. The fourth core relationship skill is twofold. One, self-soothing and strategy. Self-soothing in this way. If I am in a conversation with my partner, and I've been in these situations, I've been critical, I've been defensive, I've been contemptuous, I've stonewalled, okay? And I am an, a national expert in couples therapy, all right? And I've done those things. We recognize, we do those things sometimes. It's about being able to try to get ahead of it with these four core relationship skills. And this last one is, is critical, self-soothing. If I'm getting into a conversation and things are getting heated, I feel my body, if I'm connected to my body, I feel my heart rate 
increasing. I feel warm, maybe. Maybe my heart rate's above 100. If that's the case, I'm in fight or flight, a freeze response, right? I'm not going to be very functional in this. So it's not about proving a point or getting, no, it's about, wait, I need to get my brain working for me right now. So this is the strategy. Sweetheart, I'm feeling flutter right now. Can I have 20 minutes to go cool down? And the correct response to that is always, yes, go take the time to cool down. Now, if you're in the car, maybe this is just, you're not going to talk. You're going to listen to some music for a little while. Okay. Or maybe it's not, maybe you're physiologically overwhelmed. So music is not going to be helpful. Roll the windows down and just listen to the sounds. Of, you know. So the car is tricky, but in general, we want to take a 20 minute break. 20 minutes is sufficient for most people for adrenaline to be metabolized in the body. And we want that to be the case so that the most evolved part of our brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, comes back online and we're able to make better decisions and communicate what it is that we need from our partner. And then always coming back to the conversation, always coming back to the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. A secure attachment is built in knowing that even if you don't get to something in the moment with your partner who loves you, you're gonna get to it eventually, right? Maybe you have this conflict late at night, maybe you talk, in the morning you wake up early and you talk, or maybe the next day you talk for a little bit and then you finish the conversation after work, but you're always coming back to the conversation and your partner knows they can trust that you are because you're genuinely interested in understanding what's going on in your partner's life and their mind and their heart and their body, you know, what it is that they want. You both want that for each other. So that is the strategy you want to have and a core relationship skill. The ability to self-soothe, diaphragmatic breathing, meditation, going for a walk, going for a run, whatever the case may be. Know what works for you and then pull out that tool when you need to do that for this uh, antidote to stonewalling. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you this question. Who can name the four toxins, the four horsemen of the apocalypse that are the best predictors of separation or relationship dissolution? Throw it in the comments below. I want to hear if anybody, and I, don't take all four of them. We got contempt. What else we got? There's four horsemen. Someone said disrespect. You can be disrespectful when you're contemptuous. You can also be disrespectful when you're something else. Who remembers the other three? Stonewalling. Amazing. We got two more. Defensiveness and one last one is what? Now we got a couple good guesses here. Resentment, nope. Stonewalling, we already got stonewalling, but thank you, Michelle. Who knows the last one? Criticism, amazing. Criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling are the four toxins in which each of us must be vigilant and aware of in our relationships, all our relationships, any relationship that you care about, any person who you love, your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, Whoever it is, your grandparents, your friends, these are the things you want to look out for and prevent with the four core relationship skills that I talked about today. Gentle startup, taking responsibility, not describing our partner, and self-soothing. That wraps up our episode for today. But I want to give you an opportunity, as I did when I started this project in the show a couple years ago, talk about things that are important to you. So if there's something on your heart or mind right now as it relates to love, dating, marriage, divorce, separation, anything about relationships. You're here with a board-certified couple and family psychologist. I'm happy to talk about the issue with you. If you have over a thousand followers and want to talk about it live with me right now, feel free to invite me to go live right now and we'll do that very thing. Juan in Dallas wants to know how difficult, how challenging is it for a man to overcome an inability to be vulnerable? So first of all, vulnerability is a state of existence in which we all live 
whether or not we recognize that vulnerability and whether or not we are open to talking about it is another thing. And so we all have the capacity outside of very small number of people in the world. It doesn't take long, okay? And not my estimation. It takes a quality amount of time with, in one, as one example, a psychologist or a psychotherapist of some kind who is very good at what they do and who is able to help anybody, doesn't mean men, women, doesn't matter, help anybody build an emotional vocabulary, connect to their bodies, and so they're able to attune to their emotions more accurately, and then you know learn some skills to be able to communicate those things, uh, particularly in conflict. All possible. This is not rocket science. It's possible. People just need to walk through the door, men specifically. Uh, but all of us probably could improve in our life in some way, shape, or form if we you know walk through the door of an amazing... Uh, therapist. Uh, but Michelle asked, how do you deal with family members or friends who treat you poorly? Number one, Michelle, uh, the question I have for you is, do they know from you that they're treating you poorly? Like, do they understand that what it was that they said affected you? Okay. Now, whether or not they care about whether they're having an impact on you is another question. But do they know? You, you can't just say, I don't want you to treat me like that. It has to be, you know, I want, you know, this is what I need. I want to feel respected. You know what I mean? So when I hear you say things like you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're crazy, I don't feel respected in those moments. And that's not something I'm willing to accept. You know, it's, it's about communicating that clearly and gently. I just did that very gently, uh, I would say. So, and once you do and you communicate it, then you give people an opportunity to change their behavior, which we know doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes, it usually takes repeated trying to, we're trying to help people be their best selves by giving them feedback about how they're responding to us. And uh, Mandy, thank you for the little heart thing. If you or anyone would like to donate to A Better Love Project, support this show and all the work that we're doing to help people actually learn how to love each other more fiercely in concrete ways, go to abetterloveproject.org and donate today, $100, $1,000, whatever you can do. We're a tax-exempt organization. We're out here with a public service mission that you can help in a substantial way by donating tonight. Support this podcast, support this show, and everything we've been doing the last two years. From my heart to yours, thank you for to each of you who have already donated to our project. I appreciate all the support that you've given thus far. Next question up, have you ever recommended or suggested a couple consider parting ways? Now, I've, I've been asked this, this question often. And the answer to this question has always been no. I have fired a couple before, meaning I've had a person who lied to me and they were cheating on their partner while they were in couples therapy with me. So I fired them, you know, obviously, and suggested that the, the, the woman in that relationship take note of what I was doing. Wanda in Dallas has already picked up one of our hoodies which say love each other fiercely on them. If you are in a spot in the country that's freezing right now, you're gonna wanna go to abetterloveproject.org, click the link in the bio here on TikTok as well, and go to our online store, pick up one of those hoodies. $7 of that purchase as a donation goes directly to our charity, and you're gonna get one of the most comfortable hoodies you've ever worn in your life. Spread a message that's worth spreading. So thanks so much for everybody who's already picked up a hoodie or t-shirt from our online store, support our charity, and for each of you who are gonna pick one up after you hear this episode. Okay, Sam in Los Angeles is not feeling all that confident these days. There's two ways that we can think about this because it's about, number one, 
self-love. And self-love to me, the way I operationalize that, is a a self-appraisal that's accurate and healthy, right? So it's helpful to me. So that includes, you know, my capacities, my aptitudes, my skills, what things I may see as gifts, what compliments have been paid to me by people around me. I collect all those things, and you would too, and you should, by the way, and remind yourself of these things as often as you need. And I hope you feel something when you say those things about yourself, whether it's about your you know, courage or your determination or your persistence, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you can celebrate for a moment for yourself and about yourself. Because without our capacity to accurately appraise ourselves, our worth, and to reinforce that in our own minds, uh, we rely too heavily on those around us for that assurance. We don't want that, particularly if we have anxious, any other sort of insecure attachment style. We don't want to bring that kind of energy into the into the relationship. And so we want to work on ourselves before we get into a romantic relationship so that stuff doesn't come up. Uh, Mickey in Southern California, what do you got for us? You got a question. Mickey says, I get tired of being told to pick your battles. How do you decide? Every battle, I'm going to rename, I'm going to relabel what we're talking about in a second, but Every battle that you're mentioning is worth fighting, which maybe not what most people will tell you, but it's what I'm going to tell you. Why? Because every complaint underneath most complaints, almost every complaint is an unmet need, okay? And so we want you and I and all of us to be able to communicate our needs. What is it that we want? We want to be able to do that freely and have no sense of oppression in our relationships. Our relationships should feel free and free of fear, and anxiety, particularly as it relates to bringing anything up to our partner. Bottom line, you should feel safe and comfortable to bring up anything you want to your partner. If you don't, that's an issue. As long as you bring up the issue gently, your partner ought to, and I'm saying ought to, and I mean to say that, accept what it is you're saying and try to understand that and then validate what you're saying. If you're listening to this on a podcast right now and you're not already following us at A Better Love Project on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and elsewhere, Make sure you do that today. And if you've been listening to this podcast and you appreciate the content we're producing and you haven't given us a five-star review yet, go do that today. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a five-star review. You don't even need to leave comments, although those would be lovely too. Stefan says, my daughter is 13 and thinks it's okay to date. Any advice? I'm not going to answer this directly. I'm going to give you a few things to consider as you think about, right, having that conversation with your co-parent, and your uh, daughter. Number one, let me just say this very perhaps shocking thing to some of you. Many children become sexually active. I'm not even talking, I'm not talking about dating. I'm talking about sexually active. Sexually active at age nine. When you're thinking about your kids uh, building up, you know, healthy relationship skills and making good decisions about their bodies and who they're spending time with and what they're doing. You want to be talking about sexual health and dating and relationships in and around that time, okay? Probably before in a developmentally appropriate way. If your kid is 13 and has a crush on some other person and they think they want to go on a date with them or something, I think on whatever your, you know, the culture of your family is, right? The culture not only that you inherited, but the culture in which you're creating, co-creating with your partner and your kid <laughs> uh, or kids that you come to some determination of like what that looks like, right? So maybe you just you just plan a little bowling outing or something with them 
and you and your wife go with them or something. I, I would definitely recommend that you're having conversations about healthy relationships and uh, sexual health and all these other things before 13. Virginia Beach, Virginia is in the house. Angie in Utah says, my husband seems to want to spend more and more time away from me with extra hobbies. Angie, here's my challenge to you. And if Angie, if your husband's around, feel free to grab him and have him listen to me directly on this TikTok Live or have them download the podcast later on and listen to this then. Uh, I would suggest once a week that you're going on a date. Maybe he plans two of those dates, you plan the other two. You know, So maybe you just alternate week to week. And he gets to plan a couple of things in a month that he figures out because he knows you or he comes to know you even better what it is that brings you pleasure. And he goes and does something. He plans something around that, okay? And then you do the same, two dates out of the month. Particularly for those of you who are in relationships for a very long time, I want you to do things that are fun, that are active, but also that involve conversation or opportunities for conversation. And I want you to ask each other open-ended questions and date, you know, so these kind of open-ended, exploratory kind of questions. What's the last house you saw that you wish we could buy? <laughs> Whatever, whatever question is going to access our dreams and aspirations, our creativity, these kinds of things. These are gonna, and guess what? You don't have to even make up these questions. You can right now for free go download the Gottman Card Decks app on your phone and you'll have access to open-ended questions as I've described right now. You can use it on a date, on the dates that I've suggested you go on. Or you can use any of the other number of decks there to get conversations going on about sex uh, and a million other things. Free app, Gottman Card Decks. Download it today, use it with your partner, bring it up. Angie says she's on it. And ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we have begun the transformation of another relationship. I'm recording two episodes this week with amazing guests to talk about everything from child psychology to erectile dysfunction. Our last question that we're gonna to tackle tonight, let's see if this is the one. Is it okay to deny yourself a relationship when you have little kids or should I still try? In this case, you're not necessarily protecting your kids from anything, you're protecting yourself right now, it seems. And that's fine. When you feel safe, you will feel ready. When you're ready, you'll feel desire, you'll be aroused and excited by somebody maybe that you meet. You know, I would hope at that point you would pursue it, thinking about yourself and how good it feels to be around that person, feeling safe uh, and excited at the same time. That's what we're going for if we've been through hard things in an abusive relationship. So I hope, my friend, if you are someone who wants to be in a romantic relationship someday, that that happens sooner rather than later. Experience this life as fully as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can. That's my hope for you, my friend. All right. Alice is so patience during healing. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't. Not if you want to go out and hang out with somebody and grab a drink or go for a, you know, grab a coffee, go for a walk on the beach. I mean, if you're if you're down for that kind of experience, then no. Go on a first date if you feel like you're ready for that, right? If you're attracted to somebody and you want to ask them out, do it. If you're on the dating apps or not on the dating apps, get on the dating apps and passively have people want to connect and go on dates with you. I mean, why not? I mean, it's, it takes two, it doesn't take very long to do that. Put yourself in that position. But if you're not there, right, if you're not feeling safe, if you feel fear, then you need, I would suggest, first of all, you don't need to be with anybody. You can be single for the rest of your life, maybe. But if that's not you, then you know, go to therapy, get some therapy, meet, work with somebody like me who works with individuals, 
help them understand themselves so they can love themselves and other people fiercely. Go find that person in your local community. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm excited about 2024 because I know in 2024 that I'm gonna have more opportunities to grow our community at a Better Love Project locally in the Venice Beach and Santa Monica area, uh, Marina Del Rey. I want you to connect with our project. Go to abetterloveproject.org right now, sign up for our quarterly email. I'm gonna be emailing folks soon, uh, talking about the beginning of the year and what we're up to at the project. So make sure you're on that email list. If you're on Instagram, make sure you're following our stories there for any uh, week to week updates about events that may be coming up as well. From my heart to yours, love each other fiercely. And until next time, peace.